Park. It's an 87th Precinct bonus episode. This is the bonus episode for the book Bread, the 29th of the 87th Precinct novels from 1974, which we rated fairly highly. And we've got our usual roundup of editions and covers and designs, our own books, and also a look at the contextual stuff from 1974 and fantasy casting for Detective Maya Maya. And so we're going to open with a look at the original publication designs. And I can actually illustrate some of these in slightly better format than I have been able to in the past. Because for some reason, I say for some reason, the reason is I spent some money and bought them. I have not only my own copy, which is not the original pan paperback. Perhaps you'd like to tell the listening public what the original UK pan paperback looked like. Oh, right. Well, there's a wooden rabbit that's been set on fire. Yeah. My lord. Some... But I'm liking that one at the top left. It's a money sandwich. Wow. And indeed, oh, here we go. I have in my hand a money sandwich a... That's, that's on fire. Although it looks like somebody slammed down on the top and loads of tomato ketchup blast or bean juice has blasted out Ed the McBain. back. Flaming money sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Flaming money Bloody sandwich. Bloody hell, you buy that and think, what on earth is this about? Yeah, it is. Somehow, one of the worst covers there's ever been. Well, I think I think one of the best. Well, well, it's gone round the circle of good and started to come out bad, hasn't it? I hold in my hands, dear listeners, a first edition hardback copy from America, from the Random House of Bread, which I bought when I was in America in the Strand Bookshop in uh, New York. Mm. And not Ooh. only that, it being a first edition, it is a signed <gasps> first edition. Amazing. So I have Ed McBain's autograph on the inside of this. The book Money and so Sandwich. Can, in the book Flaming Money Sandwich. And it is one of my... It was my treat to myself of, of a McBain souvenir from, from New York ah, when I was over terrific. there last year. Mm. So I, I, I've got that so you can see the Flaming Money Sandwich in all its glory. <laughs> And on the back of it, you can see the author photograph, which is <laughs> quite odd. He's peering through a... What the hell's going on there? <laughs> a wall with some holes in it? Yeah. I can't, I mean, brain can't compute what's going on now. Well, there was a, there was a tendency yeah. for the author photographs for a long time to be deliberately obscured yeah. because they were hiding the identity of Ed McBain but this is years after yeah. everyone knew who he was, but they kept kept it up for quite a while on certain it's ones. So bizarre. Again, the author photograph here is him peering through some something, or it's been deliberately obscured. It looks like he's hiding behind some kind of modern sculpture or something to mm. me, but uh, it's a bit peculiar. But it's also his face. It is. So that's very odd. I'll put a photo of that up on our Instagram. Uh, the British hardback edition, I also have a version of... Whew. That's like a money building with an arm sticking out one of the windows. Indeed, yes. A building that's facade is dollar bills. The author photograph on that one, a bit more... Yeah. More, a bit more normal. It yeah. looks very reflective It there, does, it looks it? quite moody, quite pensive. Yeah. All wrapped in up a in a sheepskin in coat. Winter coat. Yeah. With some good sideburns. Yeah. It's a bit of a 1970s football manager cult going yeah, on, which is, yeah. is great. Pacing the dugout after a, a, a nasty 3-0 drubbing. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah these, are, these are good. Uh, so I like the, yeah, that one. And then what's this one? 
The top right. So the top right you've got there is the Signet edition, which is the original US paperback, which, which is again... A man peering through a burnt wall with a gun. Yeah, so that's the, the literal mm. scene from the book painting, as it has been for yeah. years. Yeah. Years and years and years and years. Well, and years. Those, those are good, yeah. Whereas our own editions that we've got, other than my special hardbacks that I've got... <laughs> They're a bit... Well, me and you, Steve, we've got... Naff, aren't they? We've got our pan editions, but ours are the gold band ones with a dollar bill on fi- or a hundred dollar bill rather on on fire on the front of it yeah it's a bit uh, it's it's all right um, i think it's better than the, the sandwich actually <laughs> actually <laughs> taking the notion of bread and putting the money inside a <laughs> oh. sandwich oh, i prefer my favorite that one <laughs> yours has got a picture of a firefighter on my house in a, it has a new book. It look, looks it. like it's it's going to be some kind of fire brigade novel, which mm. it most assuredly is not, obviously. But uh, so this is the go. first time we've seen in the flesh a Thomas and Mercer new edition of an eighty seventh precinct novel. It so is. This, this is the contemporary version. Absolutely, you get if you buy now, and it's sort of orangey. It is. It's definitely it's the orangey. Color of fire. It, it looks a bit like a textbook, as has been pointed out. Which it's kind of textbook you know. sized, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an unorthodox dimensions, I would say. It's 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 fine. Yeah, it's more. <laughs> it's not as much fun better, as having a. Yeah. But it could be worse. Has no picture of the author. How does it huff for a new well, book? This may, may I do the huffing? Let's oh. get that out of the way. Ooh, Is it quite smells fresh. Of, yeah, smell that. <laughs> Oh, my, my smells all right. smell. mm. Your smell's a bit strange. They're all a bit strange. They're equally weird. I'm not letting you huff, I'm not letting you huff my uh, nice hardback copies. Uh, for <laughs> your own safety. Imagine it. Imagine that one smelt of a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that would be strange. So there you go. I'll put pictures up as usual on the on the Instagram feed and other places. And let's get into a bit more about 1974. Ooh. Do you want to have a guess at the top ten UK albums of nineteen seventy four? I don't know. Was Dark Side of the Moon still selling well, or has that gone? It now? was, yeah. It was number five. What about? Have we still got any Bowie up there? Let's have a little look. We have um, Diamond Dogs. Diamond Dogs was number six. Splendid. Any Roxy music, maybe? No. Perhaps they didn't sell in enough quantity uh, quite then. Have we still got sort of Slade or anyone kicking about, or maybe not so much albums-wise? No, nothing. no one particularly liked that in the albums chart at all. We've talked about a couple of these before. <laughs> so Simon and Garfunkel's Greatest Hits is still, still, in, there. still in the top still ten. There. Amazing. At number nine. And we mentioned last time uh, Elton John. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. He's in there twice with his Greatest Hits and Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Mm. Still there. Oh, there's... Think of our friend Julian. Oh. Uh, tubular bells. Tubular bells. Mike Oldfield. That's a, a special reference between <laughs> us do, here do, for do, our friend do, Julian. He loves Mike Oldfield. He certainly does. Um, wow, yeah. Where was that? Number three. Mm. What was number one then? It was The Carpenters, the ah, singles, I... 1969 to 73. Crikey. So the best of. Awful. <laughs> oh, I, they've got some good moments. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were selling well then. They certainly were. Number two is Band on the Run by Paul McCartney oh, and Wings, which is a brilliant album. It's a corker. Absolutely brilliant album. We've not talked about two of them. One is 40 Greatest Hits by Elvis Presley. 
So that was must have been one of the first big repackaging of a lot of his stuff. Mm. So 40, that must be a, a, a sizable set. Yeah. I wonder if that's the one with the, the him in the gold lame suit on the front. Oh, it might be. Yeah, it might be. I have no pictures to hand. And also, And I Love You So by Perry Como was in the oh, chart at number eight. He's, he's doing well, Perry Como. I'm sure he cropped up in a, a, another chart yeah, recently, having a, didn't he? Having yeah. his, his Renaissance. Renaissance. <laughs> um, amazing. Yeah, it's... It, I know when there was there was an oil crisis, wasn't there, which which contributed to difficulty with pressing records, and that was there was definitely a, a spike in greatest hits albums. Then I don't know if we were up to that yet. Or oh, well, quite, yeah, possibly, yeah. quite possibly, possibly. I know at some point in the seventies that was that occurred because a lot of record companies were less willing to take a chance on new products and just wanted to knock out things they knew were going to definitely sell. So you get a lot of. Oh, yeah. and as we saw there was a lot of stuff coming in through these TV marketing companies mm. like KTEL and Absolutely, things like that was starting yeah. to happen oh, that's interesting yeah well yeah the oil crisis was 74 I think yeah well that's that seems like it could have had an impact you yeah, know that's a very bit interesting bit of socio-economic influence on creative output yeah I might have just made that up I think <laughs> it, 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 it sounds like something that, that, that so it's how true. yeah how did the uh, policy of OPEC uh, <laughs> relate to the career of Perry Como? <laughs> it's more well, it's clearly Perry Como album link. sales and oil price probably correlate <laughs> yeah, <correlates laughs> exactly. There we go. It's a pleasing thought. I'll just talk a little bit about some TV shows as well oh, yeah. before we do a little bit more about films. Things that began in 1974. Some things, not all things. Was Bagpuss Bagging, which, which Bagpuss? Yeah, I bet, it, I bet it started and ended. It did start and end in 1974 because it was only 13 episodes. It's a children's TV show made with puppets of a saggy old cloth cat who lived in a sort of shop, shop that a little girl brought lost things into, mm. and they come to life when Bagpuss wakes up. And it's beautiful. It's one of the it's nicest things yeah. ever ever made, and I loved it as a kid. It was repeated over and over again, and it's it's still I think thought of as one of the the best kids TV programs ever ever made in the UK. But we also have the Rockford Files, Ooh. of which I have never seen a single episode. Oh, Are you kidding? I'm not I, kidding. I, I, I've never seen it. I did. Amazing. It's, it's got a, a bit of a cracking theme tune, I think. Yeah. Recall, but I can't remember that? the. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen the show. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know how I've never seen the Rockford Files. That's but great. I just, you know, it's really good. I just watched Quincy and Columbo over and over again. Jim Rockford wasn't he best mate? Was it his dad or was his father-in-law? It was like another character in it. I don't. But know. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. Other things that started, the Planet of the Apes TV series, Ooh, right. which featured Ron Harper, who played Kling in the 87th Precinct ah. TV series. He plays one of the astronauts in Planet of the Apes, oh, the right. TV That's series. I've never seen the TV series. Yeah, no, I bet it's, great. it's kind of like just a bit of a lower budget version of the film. Because yeah, of course it's sometimes you think, oh, which film's this? And then you're like, ah. oh no. So like, they'll have battles, but there's hardly anybody there. <laughs> right. You know okay. what I mean? Because there's like not that many... <laughs> I think it sort of died a death because ultimately all they could do every week was someone who was captured and someone re- someone rescued them and they ran out of combinations of people to capture and rescue Fair each other yeah, after so long. It's not it's not very good really. Yeah. Happy Days starts. Excellent. Which obviously went on for a long long time and made everyone confused about what was 
actually happening in America if you didn't live there and you saw Happy Days and you didn't really know it was supposed to be the 1950s, but it was from the 1970s. And uh. <laughs> Little House on the Prairie, another one that was repeated oh, ad nauseum. That's a total yawn fest, that, isn't it? If you ever caught that on telly back in the day. It's like the Waltons, just like, oh, stop. We're going to get letters to start with this. This dismissal of these portrayals of American country Pioneer life. Pioneer life. It's yeah. like, yeah. It turns out nothing happened. Well, you used to have to sit through the Waltons waiting for the wrestling to come on, didn't well, you? Well, oh, yeah. On a Saturday. Worth it. Totally worth yeah. it. Yeah. And in the UK, the programme Wish You Were Here started. Oh, right. Which is where people get on holiday and said, here's a place you can go on holiday. Wish you with, with, and she Judy, was called Judy, Judy Chalmers. Chalmers, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Things that ended in 1974, Monty Python's Flying Circus had its last series on TV, which is actually called Monty Python, not Flying Circus, that one. Uh, the Brady Bunch ended, the Partridge family ended, so all that stuff ended. <laughs> Clearly that stuff was, went out of, uh, out of fashion. And as we said before, Bagpuss ended. But like top grossing films in America, 1974, any guesses? Ooh, and I will say, Disaster. Oh, oh. Are we in Irwin Allen territory here? Just a little bit. What is that, the... Uh... Poseidon Adventure, or... Not at this point. The Towering Inferno. Yeah, that was one of the biggest films of that year. Fantastic. And there's there's two more big disaster movies oh, in the chart. Oh, wow. I do quite like a disaster movie. What, what, what mode of disaster gives a clue? So, like... Well, if I tell like, you what mode of disaster it, it is, I'll have to have told you the title. Go on, then, yeah. Airport, well, no... Airport 1975 oh. is one of them. Which I've, I've still never seen that one. Which was released in 1974? Yeah. That's very well, confusing. The, yeah. Uh, what the, what could happen to an airport in the very near future? Yeah. And the other one, which I watched G- not so cl- long ago, which cl- involves bees. Another. Oh no. Swarm. No, 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 that's no a bit later it involves. That. I think it involves architecture again. Architecture. Oh, the, towering inferno. Well, we have towering inferno, but it also involves the earth being earth. Earthquake. Earthquake. Yeah, very earthquake. Is it called a, earthquake? It is, yes. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that. It's not bad, actually. It's it's all right. I bet it involves lots of experts predicting an earthquake and some some really tight-fisted developers uh, building a building that's not shouldn't have been built. Is, is that city planners refusing to heed warnings? Yeah, that sort of that, thing. That kind yeah. of, of which one of them is played by uh, the guy from Quincy, Quincy's boss, Doctor oh, Astin. Oh, yeah, he'd be great at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's in charge of a dam. Oh, so decide. it's a dam. Well, there's a dam involved. Oh. Wonderfully typecast as a, a petty bureaucrat. Yeah, indeed. There's yeah. two. Well, Chinatown's 1974. I've just remembered that. It is, but it wasn't in the top grossing films at the time. But you are right. Perhaps it came out later on. I don't know. Mm. Who knows? There's two very good Mel Brooks comedies. Ooh, uh, Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. Um, Blazing and Blazing Saddles. Saddles yeah. yeah. Then there's uh, two films in a year. Busy. But let's go. So we've had Blazing Saddles. We had Towering Inferno. There's The Trial of Billy Jack. Ooh, never heard never of it. Heard no, of it. me either. Young Fran- Frankenstein. Earthquake. Godfather Part 2, oh, yep. yeah. Airport 75, The Life and Times of Grizzly Adams, which I think might be a Disney live action oh, one. Possibly. possibly. Sounds like the kind of thing they would have got involved in. I might be totally wrong. It might be some hardcore porn for all I know. Wasn't <laughs> 1974 the year the released one of our dinosaurs is missing? Now, that wouldn't get anywhere near the top ten, but well, it should. 
Yeah. That I, could have been around then. It might have been, but I haven't got it on my list. Mid seventies Derek Nimmo, I'm sure. <laughs> Mid seventies Derek Nimmo, classic hero of Derek Nimmo. I think I found the title for this episode. <laughs> uh, the Longest Yard and Benji. Oh, the Longest Yard, the uh, that's Boyd Reynolds, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it releases the Mean Machine in this country. I think. No, that's good info. I haven't got that down, but I take your word so for it. What it used to be called when I was watching it on my little black and white TV in my um, bedroom when I was a kid. Oh yeah. One of our dinosaurs missing is 1975. Oh, well, we'll so save the comments on that till the next episode. It couldn't have been more mid-70s Derek Nimmo. <laughs> if it had tried. Okay. What about Hammer Film Productions? We've, we've, we know we're running towards the end of mm. Hammer's glory days, don't we? 74, would that be... Are we at Satanic Rites of Dracula? Or was that we've basically got the final films in both the Frankenstein and the Dracula film series. Well, Satanic Rites of Dracula was the last Dracula. Well, it wasn't. It was the legend of the seven golden vampires. Oh, that's not part of the Dracula canon. <laughs> oh. I think we already had Dracula dying in a bush last episode, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, so, legend of the seven golden vampires, yeah, indeed. I, d- I don't think that's part of oh, the right, okay. official, not in my opinion. accepting that as canon. It might have a Dracula-type character in. Christopher Lee's not in it, for starters. Yeah. And I think that might have a Dracula kind of character, but whether he was actually called mm. Dracula or not in it. Yeah. But um, that's that's quite a good film. That's cashing in on the um, the martial arts. Yeah, uh, going to say. Yeah, the martial arts boom. Um, what's the last Frankenstein movie then? I'm trying to think. Well, I watched one this week. Horror of Frankenstein. It was on Talking Pictures. Oh, one yes. with Ralph Bates. Oh, I like oh, Horror yeah. of Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But that's not the one we're talking about here. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about Frankenstein and the Monster from, from Hell. Hell. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. There's also Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter. Oh, I've seen that is a yeah, I've seen, that's a really odd film that. It sounds weird. Yeah. I've never seen it. Sounds kind of fun. There's the TV ad uh, TV the movie adaptation of Man About the House, oh, a God. sitcom that I have no interest in. Oh no, it's seven no grandpa. Yeah, the character's name is Count Dracula. But, ah, there we go. But I, Justified. Well, but it doesn't have Christopher Lee in it. And the film called Shatter. With the tagline they call him Mr. Shatter. <laughs> I think. Which, so, what does he do other than go? Just no. Pushes ornaments off shelves, I think. Just, no, I thought he went around going to the toilet in inappropriate oh, places. <laughs> Not quite. No. Uh, other notable films from that year: Chinatown, as you mentioned, uh, Emmanuel. Crikey, Emmanuel, crikey. Herbie rides again. Oh, excellent. So Herbie, which find a general out, out again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember Herbie, which find a general. Yeah. That was such a good film, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, Dark Star, which is... <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten about that. I can't remember what happened in it. Does Herbie drive around Civil War East Anglia? Yeah, basically. Exactly. That's what we were... Hunting out um, <laughs> witches. That was pretty, pretty much the gist yeah. of it, yeah. Well, David <laughs> Tomlin plays. Uh, oh god! Anyway, I made that mock poster for it anyway, so you can find that on <laughs> Herbie. The trouble is, though, he'd run out of petrol, wouldn't he? Well, there might be. Yeah, he'd have a full tank, so it might get as far as like Thetford, <laughs> and then that would be the end. Oh, this is the specificity is what makes it funny. And on those roads in those <laughs> days, yeah. I urge anyone who doesn't know of the uh, geography and layout of the UK, so particularly our American listeners, to get onto Google Maps and have a look at Norfolk, and just imagine Herbie going around burning witches. 
the film Dark Star I've mentioned before mm. that was made that was the sort of comedy sci-fi sci-fi weird sort of space truckers hippies mm. film that was a precursor essentially to Alien because mm. it was Dan O'Bannon who, who wrote it and who became the scriptwriter for Alien not long after ah. so it's, it's quite important in that sense Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla oh. good, good <laughs> dual response there which Bond film that um, would have been 74, I think, is Live and Let Die. No. I'm going to say um, The Spiral of Me? No, The Man with no. the Golden Gun. Ah. Oh, of course it was, because um, that was the year that Alice Cooper did a theme song for it, which was rejected. Oh, did um, it? Which is instead on the Muscle of Love album, which is the last album by the original Alice Cooper group. Ah. It's a corker. It's a lot better than the Lulu one. Oh, Don't let anyone tell you any different. I'll have to find that and put a link What's up What's it to called? It. Uh, the Man with the Golden Gun. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Wow, well, I never knew that. It's a beast. No. Good info, that. Uh, Death Wish comes out that year. And one carry-on film. The last carry-on film to feature Sid James and Hattie Jakes. So you know they're on the carry way Carry on, losing your head. I don't know. <laughs> no, it wasn't Was carry on, don't lose your head. Uh, it's one with the, one of the shorter and more rubbish names. Carry on clowns. <laughs> Carry on clowns. They never did that. It's about a highwayman. Oh, oh Carry on Turpin. No, do the other Carry side. on Dick. <laughs> Carry on Dick, of course. Yes. All right, yeah. So. Carry on Turpin. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on Turnip. Right. Yeah. There we go. I think we've covered everything that happened in 1974 there in terms of creativity and things. Let's get into the fantasy casting of Maya Maya. And he is someone who's obviously been on screen a few times in Mm. different productions based on 87th Precinct stories. I've failed to come up with anybody because I forgot about it. That's all right. So I'll be honest up front. Well, let me run through who has played him in the past. Martin Rudy was the first person to play him on screen in two TV series, two TV episodes by Craft Mystery Theatre. Oh, yeah. Let's have a look at him. So he is this chap here. Looks I couldn't like find a very. He looked picture. like he's saying something very important. There. Yeah, he does rather. Then we come to Norman Fell, who played him in all thirty episodes of the eighty seventh Precinct TV series for NBC. Who is very very good. He's we very do good. like him. I like him, but a lot. not bald. No. We have Dusan Blaskovich, who was in the three of. Czech adaptations in the 70s. Good old Blaskovich. We have Jack Weston in Fuzz, who plays him very much as a sort of harassed guy, mm. which is not... The characterization's totally wrong. Yeah, he's... Amongst he's, other things wrong in Fuzz. His patience um, would not allow him to get that harassed, one Exactly. We have Milos Kopecci in Panenka, another Czech adaptation in 1980. We have Tanaka Kuni in the... 87th Precinct Naked City series, which was the first Japanese series. Nice. We have a man whose name is too far away for me to read. Vitislav Jandak, who was in one of the, another one of the Czech ones. We have Kizu Okani in My Town, the next Japanese one. We have Ron Perkins in Lightning. We have Joe Pantoli... I can't say his name. <laughs> Pantoliano in Ice in 1996, and Paul Van Victor in Heatwave. Okay. So it's quite a range of folk there. Some mm. hairy, some not hairy. Yeah. There's no bald people there. Well, one person. Yeah, I think... He was, he was not bald in real life. Mm. Yeah. But that's acting for you. <laughs> acting is mainly being bald, bald when you're not naturally Are bald. Are you? 
So I think I, I didn't get a massive take-up of response on this, and I thought I would, but I think it's quite a challenge, which is why yeah, I think you and one. I, Steve, have well, totally stumped with this. Yeah. But we have had some obvious, not obvious, some <laughs> really nice thoughts, uh, as well as some fairly obvious ones that I think I probably would have rejected out of hand for being mm. a bit too obvious. But sometimes the obvious wow. is... And the, the reason for them being obvious is because people tend to think well the character's bald we'd like him to be bald so i'm going to think of an actor ross kemp that's who you're going to think of an actor who is known for playing hairless folk yep such as ben kingsley mm-hmm. which is what about donald pleasance well well he famously played a bald man <laughs> well you, you could be your suggestion i'm just thinking yeah I think it should be Donald. But no. <laughs> well, yeah. So our friend Guillaume, uh, Guillaume, I don't know. See, oh, I write these things down. I don't practice saying them out loud first. Ah. Guillaume or Guillaume Bergeron. Sorry, tell me how to pronounce it. I'll say it right. If you, I'm sorry. Suggested Ben Kingsley, and you know, this Ben Kingsley's very good. Our friend Kevin Mahoney had a couple of suggestions. One was actually the, the guy who's not an actor, but the writer and producer of The Wire, hmm. which is David Simon, who looks. Like that, it looks quite oh, a lot yeah. like oh, a, sort yeah. of you'd yeah. imagine. So, if he wanted to stretch his acting muscles, perhaps <laughs> he could step in. Stanley Tucci, once upon a time. Oh mm. yeah. And our friend and new listener, Mark Cowell. Oh right, okay. Suggested Warren Mitchell, who obviously we Ooh, yeah. we tend to in this country ah, think of yeah. for his comic roles, but he was a very very good actor yeah. in a lot of serious roles on stage. And he, he would, once upon a time, it would have been brilliant to see him go across the pond and oh, yeah. take up the role of, of, of Maya Maya. So I think that's an excellent suggestion, Mark. Yeah, Thank cool. you very much. Like this guy. He looks, Herb, Herb he Edelman. Look, he looks like uh, the cricketer Derek Randall a bit. No. Well, this, is, this was suggested by Kim Wiley. Herb Edelman, who was in quite a few comedies and things. I think he was in a featured character in Golden Girls, possibly. Hmm. We have a suggestion from Sam Viber. Viber. There's another name I should have practiced first. Um, of Anthony Carrigan, who I know as Victor Zaz in the Gotham series, who uh, actually yeah. has um, alopecia, so he's completely hairless. Mm. He's he's almost exactly the right age for him, funnily enough. Yeah. Although like, he looks quite young. I mean, that that's, I think, something that was catching me out because I tend to for some reason think of uh, of Maya as being older oh, than he yeah, actually is just, yeah. whereas I think that's probably a really good call actually because he does need to be he's not he's not an old man at all no he's not he's just he's just a family man so yeah. who by the age of 37 is completely bald with two kids yeah. and a wife and you know but yeah I'm with you with you there I always think he's older than and we had another suggestion from uh, Kim Wiley uh, of Evan Handler who's this chap here who was Looks very good as well. well I've seen him in something. Yeah, it's been quite a lot of stuff. Sure so there's what. some very, very good suggestions there. But you and I, Steve-O, have yeah. failed miserably here because I just got stumped. Because I was thinking wow. about the sort of his droll sort of nature and mm. trying to think, who do I know that could get that across? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I was pretty stumped as well. But I was just trying to describe the character to Steph, and she suggested um, he's, prob- he's probably too old now actually to. to uh, well, this, well. is the, this is the fantasy magic but, of our um, thing. Uh, John Favreau. Oh yeah, John Favreau. Uh, who I, I think with, with a bit of adjustment to removal of hair, like a John Favreau maybe like ten years ago, I think would actually be. I think he could be really good. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, I think my, he my, could. Who's that? 
So he will be best known to most people now as playing a big part in the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe yeah. as, as Iron ha- Man's assistant, Happy. Happy. Yeah. And he produces and writes quite a lot of stuff, he doesn't does. he? He does. He directed the, the um, Iron Man films, or at least a couple of them, yeah. and also starred in Chef, which was really good. I don't know if I've you've not seen, seen that. that yet, that's, no. that's, that's a really good movie. But he's, I think he's got that kind of sort of... He could really handle that sort of um, patient, world-weary kind of feeling that you get from, from yeah. Maya sometimes. And, and I think a, also a, the humour as well. Yeah, he's a good line in, in, in quips and sarcasm as well yeah. as in, in a lot of the roles that he's in. That's a good call. Well done, Steph. So, yeah, so we need to... Oh, him, We need yeah. to declare a winner, really. Mm. Well, out so of these... we need to boil them down to a couple, do we not? I mean, I'm... I'm a big fan of, of Mark's suggestion of Warren Mitchell. I think he'd be brilliant. Yeah, well, especially in that photograph. Our, our world of this thing is a fantasy casting, so we can take people from any era and transport mm. them here now. But then if you were making it now, as we've almost kept an eye on to some extent, yeah. Anthony Carrigan, I think, would be, I, that, would be great. Yeah, I, I could, could actually see that, because, yeah, that's kind of actually the age range we'd, we'd want to be looking at, as you say. Yeah. And uh, Say so we get into production now, might take a couple of years, <laughs> it'd be about 38 then, you know, Perfect. characters 37, Absolute, permanently. Absolutely great, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll, uh, I'll go with whatever you recommend. Okay, I, I I like that. I think Warren Mitchell for the anytime yeah. casting. I, I think is actually Warren really Mitchell excellent. in a big screen version. Oh yeah, they should have had him in Fuzz and stuck to a Evan Hunter's script rather than mess it around like they did with the yeah. rubbish that it produced. <laughs> yeah, so Warren Mitchell for the big screen version of, of of one of the stories. But I think I would throw my weight behind uh, Sam's suggestion of Anthony Carrigan. Yep. So when we go into production with this, uh, as you say, we'll 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 make sure that uh, that the producers take note and yeah, call him first. That's great. Excellent stuff. Well, that's good, isn't it? It is. It's terrific. So who are we going to cast next? Oh, oh, I don't know. Are we going to go outside the squad again for for variety? Well, maybe. But where would we... I know where we can go Ooh. to? Someone with a very very definite and prescribed look in the books. And we haven't had him in a couple of books for a little while, but I would go for Forensic Police Lieutenant Sam Grossman. Oh, I like it. So I think that's who we're going to cast next. Okay. So I'll do what I do, which is share the initial description of him as, as he's portrayed in the McBain books. But it's very specific description. Mm. Out of all of the characters, he's one that has a very specific repeating description. Yeah. So let's see whether that triggers specific suggestions or people go off book mm. Mm. Lieutenant Sam Grossman he's your next challenge excellent stuff <laughs> well we'll join you again soon for the next book in the series which I didn't mention on the main podcast is Blood Relatives <gasps> dun, dun, dun. which is a laugh a minute <laughs> as far as these things go alright and in the meantime I'm going to sign off and let the others do the same so ta goodbye and fairly well.